It's record. We recording. Uh, um. Hey y'all. <laughs> <Who's that? laughs> Boom! Back at ya. We're back at ya. <laughs> we're actually back. <laughs> Literally, you know, we're earlier than expected. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I have. I'm being attacked. Mia's being right attacked by allergies. It's allergy season. And I am just a big ball of a mess. So, um, girl, I feel like you have allergies all year round. I do, but with th- some months I do. I do. I've always had them, but ever since I'm like 15 life, years, <laughs> I have. But ever since I moved, for those of you that don't know, born in Missouri, raised in Arizona. So from nine till 17, I lived in Arizona and Phoenix is very dry. I don't remember me having nearly as bad as allergies if any allergies in Phoenix. But when I moved to Nashville, I'm like, you know, it's just been, it's been a shit show. So right now I'm just really going through it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I sound and I'm like, have you been, have you tried something called like Flonase or something? My doctor just gave me that because my nose was stuffy every morning. I don't know. I've never had allergies before. I don't know if it is allergies. I don't know what it is. But he gave me some Flonase, and now it works when I do it in the morning. Isn't that amazing? It just worked. I know. I have tried. I mean, it's better. It's a lot better. (laughs) Let's talk about the things that I've tried while we're on that. That's a great question. So for my allergy heads... I have tried Flonase. I've tried, um, there's a, there's a medication that starts with an S. I can't think of it right now. I've tried Allegra, Zyrtec. I've tried allergy shots, allergy, allergy drops, which are drops that you put underneath your tongue with, um, it's the, the, the makeup essentially that the drops are made of is the stuff you're allergic to. Cause essentially with your shots in the drops, they're trying to build your immune system. So I've tried those two things. I've tried, I mean, I've tried the neti pot. Everybody's like, pour water. I mean, it's What's like. That? So the neti pot is like saline, like salt water. And it's like a little teapot, you know. <laughs> it's a little teapot. And you have to like hold your head over and then like you pour it in. And so essentially the water's supposed to go like up through your sinuses and clear out. The salt water is supposed to be like some sort of cleansing, you know, solution, and it's supposed to come out the other side. One, again, it's a shit show. It (laughs) may work for a lot of people, but for me, it did not work. And anything that I really try, um, it only works temporarily. So I've, I've, the most, the best medicine that I've ever tried is the cortisone shot, which is a steroid. Wow. And that clears me up so great, but it lasts about a month. And then I'm back. And for those that know, you're not supposed to be on steroids like that. So it's not like. Yeah, I doesn't it make you swell up or like bloat or well, something? Uh, prednisone also clears me up. So if I have, um, you know, if I have to ever take prednisone, whatever, like it'll clear me up. But again, it's a steroid. So it's all short term relief. Wow. Wow. Anybody out there, if y'all dealing with allergies and found a solution, one of the ones that Mia did not name, she named about a hundred, <laughs> then email us, y'all. Email <laughs> Let us coffee and tea. Your allergy issues, because or 
solutions that you may feel like I should try at this point. I'm willing to try anything, especially right now that I feel like I'm dying. So yes, we're taking all anonymous emails at black coffee and tea three one two at gmail.com. Hey, hey, our email slick be popping though. Right. So what's popping. happening in the Nashville street? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to y'all this week. I really don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a keeping it real show. I would love to say that every time I'm prepared with, you know, happenings in music city streets, but this week, I really don't know. Um, Again, the OJs will be coming up. <laughs> we cannot give the OJs too. Come on now. I do I do like the OJs, but damn, they rock in the streets. Hot topic two, two weeks in a row. Okay. Voice to men is supposed to be coming as well, you guys. Again. Yes don't know the date yes. in October so check that out Google. come through boys to men why did I just randomly randomly I don't know why I started listening to some oh I was listening to the read so the read y'all another amazing podcast one of my faves and they intro every episode with them singing like a throwback song or whatever and he was singing one of the boys to men songs and I was like damn that used to be my song and I just I just went on a binge of downloading all these old voice to men songs. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I forgot they had them hits. They really did. Well, they had them hits. Mm-hmm. They had them hit hits. My favorite male group is Jodeci. So I always just, I, I listen to Jodeci nonstop, like, and maybe like Silk after that and Jagged Edge. But I just forgot all about Boys to Men. They just faded away in the background. I was just like, damn, I forgot how fire Boys to Men was. So, a little throwback. Throwback Thursday. Oh, it's Friday. Whatever. Throwback Friday for y'all. We are definitely 90s babies. So, what are you drinking? Bro, it's a celebration. Is it champagne? What's that? Champagne. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Get the girl, champagne popping. Girl, I'm at the point where I'm popping champagne when I'm sick, when I'm feeling great, when I am having a nervous breakdown, when I, I mean, champagne for breakfast, champagne for lunch, champagne for dinner at this point. But um, I have been just, and I don't want to cut you off about <clears throat> California love, but oh, go ahead, girl. I just feel like, you know, I, I have a new outlook on things. Mm. The devil has really been busy, okay? Wow. Has been working hard overtime. Overtime, OT, OT. Putting in that overtime. And so, <laughs> therefore, I had to shift my mindset because I started to get caught up with the devil. Like, I actually started having conversations with the devil. I was thinking, like, oh, shit, no. Like, what the fuck is going on? No, no, no. I am not. I know I'm getting invited to the party, but I'm going to have to respectfully decline, bitch. Try again. Mm-hmm. So I am celebrating how far I've come in trying to manage my emotions or how I feel like I should respond to certain things. I feel like um, people will take you down through the gutter with them if they are already there. Misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And I am not subscribing to it in any way, shape, or form. And I know that I have a covering over my life. My friends have a covering over their lives. 
all, everyone around me is progressing in some sort of way. We may not be where we think we should be, but we're not where we used to be. So as long as I know my intentions and I fuck with people who are, have the same energy and synergy and we're all eating and stuff, fuck everybody else. Because you do people wrong, it's going to come back full circle. And again, misery loves company. And I'm sorry, devil, but I'm not subscribing to your bullshit. So this is why, I mean, I'm going to drink champagne anyway, but this is the reason why I'm like. Regardless, it's going to get drank. It's going to get drank. <laughs> Next week, it'll be something totally different. But this week, this is why I Toast am Toast to life. Toast to life. Yes, girl. Yes. And shout out to BCT Podcast. We are thriving. I mean, we should have a. Um, God is good. I know you were saying we should like record some of our. We have tons of bloopers anyway. It's not even that we have to record them, but we have tons of bloopers. But maybe when we we have a lot of stuff in store for you guys when we hit ten thousand followers. But what I'm saying is, and like maybe we should release like some bloopers and talk about you know maybe some advice to up and coming podcasters. Don't you feel like podcasting is just like taken over like it was taken over to an extent when we got yeah. in it but like now yeah. everybody's doing a podcast it's taken over it's been on the rise and i think it's going to continue to rise because you can start it with you know such low costs and there's just the audience out there for everybody you know it doesn't matter what you're talking about a weird unique hobby or whatever there's a market for everyone and now with the internet you can easily get listeners over to your podcast and you know it's there is a seat for every ass it is it really is it's room at the table as Solange would say you know take a seat at the table um I do feel like it's the new radio like nobody listens to the radio anymore I agree I don't you listen know? to the radio at all I used to <laughs> no I barely listen to the radio like that I, but when very. I did it was very few far in between because I was popping my cds um but yeah. yeah it's totally taken over the radio i feel like it's taken over tv yep. it's taken over music yep. people are really like going to work listening to podcasts like it's their bible like it's their therapy it's their medicine when they work um, out they listen to podcasts it's just it, it can go with you you know it's just like audiobooks too they're on the rise mm-hmm. yeah. so we're i mean we got in it at a good time um and I'm excited to see where this goes, especially with all yeah. of the success we've received and all of the love that we continue to receive. It's fun. I can't imagine. I just flew by. I can't believe it's been like a year. And it's just like, y'all just start. Because had we waited until it was time for us to start, we never would have started. And just take it day by day. Shoot. Figure it out. <laughs> just start. Just start. That's the biggest thing. Just start you're not going to have it all figured out. We didn't have it all figured out. And even if you had, even if we gave you a guideline, you still have to tailor that to fit your needs. So just start. So yeah. California love, California. Hey, I was just looking in the box. What's going on? Um, I don't know, really. I'm in the house tonight and it's Friday night. So that tells you enough right there. Um, but I am going to go to the beach tomorrow. I'm very excited. I got a little beach tent 
a little tent they call a beach tent so it's like open on one side and I'm gonna make it cozy and I'm gonna bring some food and some champagne and some you know that sounds sexy enjoyment yeah it would be sexy if I was not single but because I'm single I have like you know six or seven random people supposed to be coming through <laughs> so I don't know what this could turn into but you know bring your own bottle y'all if you're in Shout out uh, to the satisfied sexy singles. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people have to do that? Like you have to like make it like, ooh, like, you know, it's satisfied singles, you know, um, sexy, sexy chubby, or you know oh. how people <laughs> <laughs> chubby. What? People vote for fabulous, you know, fun. Like, I don't know. People just always have to it's not just like you can't be single. It's like, oh, okay, you satisfied single. It's like, bitch, I didn't say nothing about me being satisfied, even though <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit it's a struggle. It's a struggle. No. Well, they gotta make you, they try to make you, and it's so funny. I was just watching like an episode of Sex in the City, and she was talking about how like married people try to make you feel more comfortable about being single. <laughs> and at a function because so it won't be like a pity party. And then single people got to make it light of being single. So it's not a pity party. It, it's exactly. two steps, you know, exactly. it's too many. It is what it is, y'all. It is what it is. Exactly. You know? I'm okay. It's fine. They were like, it's no, we don't have any, like, thank God I didn't marry the wrong guy party celebrations. It's baby showers, fucking bridal showers. Right. But there's no, like, you know, thank God I didn't walk down the aisle with fucking that jerk. Thank God I didn't have a baby by this nigga. Like, you don't don't know that type of party. Ah, you know. So, yeah. Oh, shoot. It's all good. It's It's all good. good. So, let's get into it. What is the tea, sis, of this? It's so much tea in these streets. It's just so much fuckery happening out here. It's too much. It's a lot of fuckery much the notes that I had yesterday are like I'm about to push them to the back burner because it's some shit popping off today that is more important so first of all I have to throw it back to you because your boy Antonio Brown oh I think we're on mute Mia I think I lost you girl oh okay being considerate. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. I like that. Okay. Well, Antonio Brown, you mentioned him last week and now it just got announced that he was dropped from his team, whatever he was playing for his abuse charges. I think somebody else came out. It's the second person that, um, you know, threw out some allegations now, not just the ex trainer or whoever she was to him. So now that he, he was dropped. Yeah. Oh, well, again, as I just, where's my champagne? As I just mentioned in the beginning <laughs> of this segment of our show, karma, karma sometimes comes back so quick. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it skips a generation and goes to your chil- children. Honey, ain't no telling how karma's going to hit you. But unfortunately, if allegedly these allegations are true with the abuse and all of these other kinds of things, then yeah, I mean, rightfully so, he should be um, held accountable. Uh, Girl, they hopped on so quick. They said, we feel it's the best move 
to, you know, go in a different direction. And um, Antonio Brown, you know, he took it like a champ. He said, thank you for the opportunity at Patriots. Hashtag go win it. So <laughs> at least he's being. I feel like that's his unbothered, bothered post. But okay. Okay, Antonio. Okay. You don't need that coin. Okay. I think less is more in these situations. Than- it is. It is. But yeah. Yeah. I agree. God bless everybody in that situation. Um, What other? Oh, wow. Takashi69. Yeah. You heard about him? I did. The rainbow haired rapper. I didn't even know who he was until I that EP song came out. I was like, hey, I didn't got that PP. I was like, okay, this is who? And then he scared the shit out of me when I saw him. I'm like, who is this? I can't yeah. look at him. But yeah. Yeah. Girl, it's a lot. I don't even know. Really. For a while now. And yeah. How do you feel about snitching? How do you feel? Do you feel like snitching? Do you feel like the same rules should apply that have always somewhat applied, which is you don't snitch. You don't, you don't snitch, you do your time, and then you come out and you're good? Or do you feel like now that we're in this new kind of like era where everything is kind of trying to be revamped, that, you know, snitching is kind of looked at at as a case by case situation? You know what I'm saying? You're faced with 45 years, shit, are you telling? Do you feel like that person should tell and it shouldn't be held to a certain standard like it used to. Um, because I'm going to be honest, you know, some, what, one of the comments that I heard today was, or read today was he still was partaking in said activities and associating himself with alleged gang members and all this other stuff. So he's not squeaky clean in it himself. It'd be different if he was like, Oh my God, I don't know how I got here and all this activity was happening, but it's like, you still subscribe to the party. So, you know, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel. A part of me feels um, like Snoop Dogg and how a lot of the other older OGs, because that's just how I was raised. Meaning like, those are the things that I constantly saw in the public eye was like, you know, <laughs> it just gets stitches, you know, and all this other kinds of like, oh God, don't go to school. Don't be a tattletale. Don't be, oh, don't mind your business, you know. And so now everything is like, y'all crazy. If y'all was facing 45 years, y'all would tell, y'all would tell. So. Right. I mean, that's facts. I mean, I just, most people are not going to take somebody else's time to be honorable these days. Like people barely hold the door open for you when you're coming through it. Nobody's about to take your time. But, you know, what do y'all think this is? Um, <laughs> but I just heard the testimony. So he testified in court. Basically, it was, I guess it's hours of audio. I heard about 25 minutes. I couldn't really take no more of it. But he naming all types of people, like another artist, Trippy Red. He he called out Jim Jones, Cardi B. They're supposedly all gang affiliated he talks about how he even got in the rap game and basically his first job ever because he dropped out of high school I think at like 11 uh, 11th grade and um his first job ironically was in a courthouse so he tells the whole courthouse first job is in a courthouse and then he says he started busting tables because the courthouse wasn't paying him enough 
And as he was busting tables in a restaurant in New York, a random producer comes in who says, hey, do you rap? And he says, no, I don't rap. And he says, oh, well, you got the look. Come to the studio. So he said that this random guy convinced him to be a rapper as he was busting tables. I don't know. It's like, call me a conspiracy theorist, but something, it just don't sit right with this whole thing. I know we have speedy trials, but this is a hell of a speedy trial. Okay. Right. We just got this is all distraction. In my opinion, yeah. all this is a distraction. How is this shit happening so speedily? How? It, it, it's been less than like it's, nine is, months yeah. and now he's having a full-blown trial with testimony and his first job was in a courthouse and he just he came out of nowhere he blew up somebody forced him to be a rapper like come on this is just sounding like a planet situation i don't know if he's a undercover co- i don't know what he is but this is just sounding very odd to me it sounds like a mole or something and if anyone got close to him because apparently jim jones was affiliated and they were the in the same gang or whatever and he saw him do these activities jim jones is how damn near 50 years old if you let a fucking 20 year old blow up your spot i'm sorry that should deserve to be blown up like you should know you shouldn't just be doing business around anybody this non-black boy Y'all let him run around saying nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. And now he just snitching on y'all like birds. He just turned into this gangbanging rapper like three years ago. So if y'all are getting got by this little nigga, then it's just like, hey, that's on y'all. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have been affiliated. And Cardi B, you were so quick to throw up your gang, uh, this, that, and third, and your music videos and shit. It's just like, y'all gotta be smarter. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I don't feel bad for nobody in the situation, but everybody seems stupid to me. So <laughs> that's all I got to say about that's it. That's the whole world at this point. Like, I feel like I literally am just in a twilight zone. Like, I really... In the twilight like, zone. In the wrong era. Um, something ain't right. Something's just really <laughs> off. Like, with everything... right, y'all. It's not even just... You know what I mean? It's not even just, uh, like, this this group. It's like... I look to my left, I look to my, I'm like, y'all are some weird motherfuckers. Like, I just want to be that much more of a recluse. I've been watching old 90s by myself. I'm watching shit from 99, 2000. Yes. I'm trying to get that old feeling back. Like, yes. girl. I watched Baby Boy, Set It Off, Players yeah. Club. I watched all those movies last week. Girlfriends. I watched Girlfriends faithfully. Like, I watch Girlfriends faithfully. I'm always in Boomerang. I'm always in Love Jones. Like, those are my yeah. two top favorite movies. Anyway, but I'm just I saying. I watch the game a lot. You got me on the game, girl. I still watch the game. <laughs> I love the game. Flashback Friday, for real. Oh, wow. But, yeah, that's that. Um, Speaking of something ain't right, something ain't right in my spirit, y'all, about Kanye West, his new album, Jesus is King, and his churches that are popping up all over the United States. There's word on the street that he has plans to open up several churches across the nation. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, y'all. I don't know. 
something ain't right in my spirit about it. But what do you feel like <laughs> some people seem to love it? Um, what What do you think he's like? What do you think is like not right about it in your opinion or off to you? Everything seems off. Everything seems off about it. It seems. I already felt a way that Kanye had like this Jesus complex where he, you know, he called himself Jesus and, you know, he just, it's like he has this superiority type of shit going on and bow down to bow. I am genius. And this to me is just seems like, oh my God, this can easily turn into a cultish situation where we're praising false idols to the fullest, like, this is revelations y'all like this shit cray i don't know this is this is it's it's alarming it's alarming um i have not heard so to speak to his album i haven't heard the music i've i've listened to like quick clips that are posted on the shade room i think we've posted a few um you know the music essentially sounds good um just as we're, if we're picking apart, just like, you know, what it is, like church music, it's either really good, it hits you, it feeds you, or it's just trash. You'd be like, oh my God, where is Sister Shirley? Why they didn't put her on the song? So I think the music is good. I think it's, for me, um, the, like the representation that I've been seeing of him having, I guess, church, which, you know, to me, church is anywhere, which it is. I mean, I can have two people at my house and it's church, like church, church, all it is, is people, people make the church. It's not this building. There's not one, the church. No, church one is, person, you got church, you and God have church. Church is church. Um, but to your point, <clears throat> it's just from the images that have been, put out like in this like desert and like people are in these like long weird like plain garbs and everybody's just kind of like like it does it just feels weird in the north it's just like you know and it's just like she's just as cute as she wants to be and I don't know it just it it's just like a weird vibe but you know if it speaks to a certain group of people then fine but it is quite I'm not gonna lie, it was more so than just like the music. The music, like I said, it was the music, but like to see the images of it, and it was like, like you said, like cultish. Um, I'm like, why do they have to wear that? Like, why can't they just wear what they want to wear? Like, why do they have to have like you said that episode of Martin? You remember the episode of Martin where he had like the afro and he was off to the cult and he had like the brown paper bag. Yes. 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 And Martin trying to find himself. Yes. Yes. He's like, Gina, I need to find myself. That's what I, I do feel that. I feel those same vibes. So, yeah. Shout out to Kanye, you know. Well, it's a mess. It's just a mess. I saw some people, some predictions are that he may start charging admission to some of these churches. There may be a hefty admission price. When your church got your favorite R&B and hip-hop lineup. Praise and worship. 
praise and worship. Secular, all the secular music now is brought into the church. Well, they're mixing um, it. They already mixing it up. We do have it mixing. I actually some that's churches fine. Are like, yeah, I'd be like, hey. That's fine. You know, that's cool. But when we start having admissions to get into the churches, <laughs> because it's a lineup you want to see, that's when you just got to take a step back and be like. We have a church in Nashville that, um, sorry, like I said, my allergies. For those that are you that are going to watch this, just give me some grace. Um, we have a church here in Nashville that has ATMs in their church, and okay. I was put, I was taken off about, I was put off by that. I mean, I get it. Like we're, I mean, what are we going to do? Cash app too? I mean, I guess you got to move with the time. People don't really carry cash. I think cash app is pretty understandable. <laughs> sure, and, but, but I'm saying at the time that these ATMs were introduced to this particular church, this was like a few years ago. Wow. And he hadn't really caught up yet. It was so it kind of felt like mm-hmm. get straight to the point. Like it just kind of felt I don't know. It just was kind of weird. But I get it. You know, convenience. Every we we live in a world with everything is convenient and everything is quick, fast, faster, and in a hurry. I'm sure I they got tired of hearing. You know, I don't got no cash. I ain't. Got yeah, that's just like cool, bet. <laughs> Deacon Deacon Broder. Holla at me, bet you know ATM, you know. So right in the main lobby. Who can you blame? I get it. Convenience is key. So um, yeah, I agree. You know, I yeah, I don't. Peace be still. I don't have much to say. About <laughs> it just don't sit right with my spirit, and that's all I gotta say. Um. So Felicity Huffman, Hoffman who was part of the uh, college scandal with Aunt Becky off of Full House. She was sentenced to 14 days in prison and a $30,000 fine. Yes. Um, yeah. That's the news. Um, I don't know why, like, I should really care (laughs) about this. I really should care. I don't really care. I really care more about uh, what's her name, Aunt Becky from. Aunt Becky. I don't think she her sentence yet. to the cross, like Felicity, she took a plea. Like she actually kind of like she went about the books in the best possible way to get off. You know, she was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm guilty. I, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I got to get a record. This is the out. Whatever. Aunt yeah. Becky, I don't know her real name, but <laughs> she literally. Like, is in denial about her whole existence in this shit. Girl, she didn't win it. Yeah, (laughs) we've talked about this in previous podcasts, and I'm thinking, like, is she fucking delusional? Like, okay. And even her attorney, there was reports that her attorney was like, you do know that if you don't take this plea, like, this this is your out, bitch. Like, oh, you got money, but this is your out. She's like, no, like, no, I'm gonna fight it. Like, no, no. Hell, even her, even her husband apparently took a plea or had told her to take a plea. So the fact that she's so big and above that she didn't want to take a plea and everybody else that has allegedly been in this scandal has taken some. <laughs> like, well, the evidence they got the evidence. Like, bitch, what are we? What are we talking about here? So I'm really curious to see her situation. Whether now somebody like her, I mean. 
three days for her would kill her in jail, even though I know she's probably going to get more than that. But like Felicity, yeah. I can see her being like, you know what, I'm going to take it. Because at the end of the day, jail is prison is prison. She know? seemed and a little I, bit more tough than Aunt Becky. Yeah, I can feel like Felicity could kind of tough it out. And, but the other girl, girl, you going to get every bit of at least 30 days. So, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like she just was so above the situation where everybody else, yes, they used their privilege, but when it came down to the courts, everybody took a plea, or damn near everybody took a plea, because you can't go nowhere, and then when it came to her, she was like, you know, she was laughing as she was walking in the building. Hey! Like, Miss <laughs> America, everybody's like, this bitch not know what she's walking. Girl, she may get off. We don't know. We gotta she wait. Might, and see. But I'm curious to see that. I am curious to see her her story girl she probably got an uncle in the court system or something she probably right. worried we'll see. We will see. <laughs> i'd like curious. to work her way around some shit um but yeah i'm sure felicity she probably she may do a weekend they're gonna send her ass back in for overcrowding in yeah. la so yeah. you know god bless that situation so i want to talk about lonnie and tamar briefly yes Yeah. Um, there have, so for those, everybody knows this situation, child, because it's been happening for three years. Tamar has not been on the reel in three years. This whole ordeal about how she got kicked off or how she left and how there are now reports saying that Lonnie had a huge hand in, you know, her demise of like being off the show. She allegedly wrote a letter to whoever, you know, whoever that maybe has power to get Tamar kicked off the show. So recently, uh, Tamar had went on the Wendy Williams show and Wendy and Tamar had a very open and candid conversation. Now, Wendy did ask the questions to Tamar. Tamar didn't bring it up, those kind of things. But Wendy did ask her, you know, her thoughts on the reel and if, you know, there ever was basically her thoughts on the reel. And so, you know, Tamar spoke her piece. I didn't think what she said. I can't really remember exactly what she said, but I, from what I remember, I don't. I remember, remember what she said. I, there's a video on it on our YouTube, Black Coffee and Tea podcast, but she said something very, very nice. She didn't say anything rude. All she, she said was that, you know, this meant to happen. She's proud of the ladies and where they've taken the show, but you know, she's moved on. She's grown from the situation, period. Yes. Yes. Wendy made that a messy situation. Wendy made that messy. They really got mad because Wendy said, oh, you know, they needed you. That, That it's a cute show, but they needed you. Yes. Wendy knew what she was doing. Okay. She was trying to start some shit and she started it. Yes. And Lonnie, her rebuttal to that was, shout out to Wendy. Thank you for bringing us up, sis. You know, we are a cute little show. However, we also are at an Emmy award-winning show. So keep that in mind, too, which that's true. At the end of the day, you got to give them their props. They are an Emmy award-winning show. Um, And then Lonnie also replied back to Tamar, which I felt was, I don't know. I guess I really just didn't think it was necessary to say anything to Tamar, I guess, you know, but Lonnie felt the need to say like, to me, she put it more on Tamar than it being like Wendy and kind of putting it, um, thinking about 
Tamar being in that position where you're asked that question. And so I feel like Lonnie just kind of attacked Tamar in a way that was like, hey, sis, put this to bed. I've asked you to come on the show. I've told you, you know, let's squash this. Come on the show. You've apologized to all of us up here on the table, you know, and I've been inviting you to the show to which you have not been up here. Like, I felt like she just was really laying it on heavy. She came very aggressively. And it's funny because... They always say Tamar's the one popping off. She has problems. She has this, that, and the third. And yes, Tamar can be immature. She can be over the top, emotional, whatever. But in this situation, I just feel like they started this. It was Wendy and Lonnie. And basically, they using Tamar. They're using her popularity, her controversial attitude for their platforms. Wendy for her show and The Real for their show. At the end of the day, Tamar right now, she don't have a show. You know what I'm saying? They're using her for their platforms. And Tamar needs to learn how to monetize and use herself for her own shit. You know, like even if it's not with the Braxton's, whatever, maybe Tamar needs a damn podcast or something. But people use Tamar because they know she's going to blow up and cause publicity and cause it to go viral and all of that. Because there was no reason, I'm sorry to cut you off, but there was no reason for Lonnie to even mention it. To be honest, it really wasn't mentionable. You know what I'm saying? You brought more attention to it, even mentioning it. And why the hell would Tamar come back on a show that fired her? That's like me going to my company picnic when they fire me. I look look damn crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. It's almost like you're chastising her. And so Tamar popped off. Right. And she Um, popped off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think we both agree on that for sure. Um, when people say, and this is how I used to feel, but now as I, cause I do watch the real, I do watch, I take it. I don't watch it. Like I don't, I don't, it's not like a situation where I'm like, oh my God, I gotta watch it. You know, but I do tape it. I take that. I take the view. I take Wendy. I take Ellen. Um, so, but over the course of the years since she's left the show, as soon as she left the show, I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know how the show is going to be because Tamar is such a, she's a, she's, I wouldn't say that she is like fan favorite per se, because I feel like she probably, that probably honestly had a lot to do with why she's not on the show anymore is because she probably only spoke to, you know, a certain amount of people. Not saying that Tamar is not, uh, translatable and that she's not likable and that people don't but I also feel like uh I I I really don't feel like Lonnie one got I personally don't feel like she had anything to do with getting Tamar fired I don't know the whole story but I just don't feel like there's really any benefit in getting Tamar fired um but I do feel like a lot of us we love Tamar but we also get tired of her in the same breath so, um, as much as I would like to now say, like, that, you know, Tamar, you know, kind of carried that show, at the end of the day, the statistics and the numbers are what it is. That show has now grown to a certain platform. They've been nominated for multiple Emmys. They've won an Emmy. So, the proof is in, like, the numbers, whether people are like, the show is boring, all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally watching. haven't watched the full episode since she left. Right. I've tried I to. You would but be I, one of those in that bucket that I've watched the whole episode. There are people that the rest of the four, they speak to maybe a grander audience to yeah. the point where now it's on the scale that it is. It's a different artist. It's a different it's audience. Different, it's just a different able thing. to go. I feel more mainstream without Tamar because Tamar is, unfortunately, she's too real for the real. Like, let's, let's be honest. They're not that real. Like, 
not not that real. You know, they're 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 still censored. They still care about what comes out their mouth. Tamar was unfiltered. She didn't give a fuck. And she said things that were uncomfortable, said things that weren't necessary, marketable to everyone. Right. And at the end of the day, the real, as they stand, all of them, I don't expect the truth from any of them. <laughs> None of them. I don't expect the truth from Tamara. I don't expect the truth from Lonnie. I don't expect the truth from Adrian. All of them, for, at some level or another, put on a mask and put on a, sh- a face for the cameras. And I can feel that. And that's okay, because that's what most daytime TV is. It's, you got to button up. You got to put on your, you can't be having a nighttime, say anything out of your mouth attitude. That's, real, that's America. That's corporate so. America. I mean, you can't just go in here. I mean, now we're starting to get to a place where we can have our natural hair barely, uh, you know, and be recognized for, you know, but now. Yeah, but this like- is entertainment. And when it comes to entertainment, people have platforms where they can be uncensored. You know what not I'm saying? Own, not when they, to me, not when they're, that's why it wasn't like the best platform for her. her own thing, but sh- you can't be, it's like, they want you to be you. Like, I get what you're saying. They want you to be you, but don't be you. Like you, like, no, not for that platform. Back. They thought Tamar was going to button it up and bring it back a notch. And Tamar couldn't bring it back a notch. Right. Tamar is too Tamar. I agree. It doesn't right. matter what the platform is. It doesn't matter what the show is, but the, she's going to be the same Tamar on the back suit as on Vincent Tamar, as on Big Brother, as on whatever. And y'all got to deal with it or not. And the roles just di- couldn't deal with it. Correct. Um, I agree. So I, agree I don't think that. that's necessarily a bad thing because Tamar didn't mess with them. She didn't she fit with them. In her own right as well. But exactly. I also feel like, you know, it's individually, everybody has come to the table with their own resume, rightfully so. Um, and everybody was a name prior to the show. I just think that to your point, Tamar can Tamar has and can continue to do some really great things. Hell, I think she was supposed to do something with Steve Harvey a while ago that everybody was in anticipating of, like her own show or doing and something. She didn't because all of Steve Harvey's things are canceled now. So it's like everything happens and does not happen yeah. for a purpose, you know? That's true. Period. So she her well. I wish Tamar a lot of wellness because I know she's just misunderstood a lot of the time. She doesn't just take responsibility for a lot of things. Like she took the social media posts to another level. So if y'all didn't see it, basically Lonnie, after she made that announcement on the reel, Tamar released some text messages from somebody who she did not show the name of, who basically said, We can't hear you, Mia, but um, who basically said, uh, so basically these text messages said that Lonnie was the person who um, got Tamar fired, okay? And Tamar was like, Lonnie, in her caption, she was like, you can pretend, but this is all guilt, which is why you're the one who keeps addressing me, which is questionable. I'm like, why does Lonnie take it upon herself to make herself the spokesperson about this Tamar situation each and every time like she all it always starts with her ends with her she she bull heads the whole situation like i don't know everyone else is kind of laid back like everybody else was just head. uncomfortable based on their body language in that episode everybody genie my she really didn't want to even touch it like everybody else did kind of say something everybody else did kind of chime in why doesn't lonnie feel the same way lonnie got really petty and tried to shade Wendy Williams. And it's like, 
sis, let's keep it real. I don't care if Wendy Williams has an Emmy or not. Wendy Williams is still more popping than the real. Like, don't get it twisted. She's been doing this shit way longer than y'all. Like, so don't try to come for Wendy Williams on the, on the side. Like, yes, Wendy was messy for that, but I don't know. Lonnie just rubbed me the wrong way. She's extra. You sound so over Lonnie. <laughs> I am. She just, yeah. to me, because I hate when people try to come off nice in public. Yeah. And yeah. you know that's not what they meant. Like, yeah. you invited me to the show that fired me. That's supposed to be some, like, grand gesture. Are you kidding me? Like, it wasn't enough that I just apologized to you, ladies. And yes. And then you have yeah. to publicly tell everyone that I apologize. It's just like, yeah. mm, side eye. Like, thank you, no thank you. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, shout out to Houston, Texas. Uh, this isn't really, like, anything to like really really discuss discuss in the sense of like in my opinion but I didn't want to bring it up I look crazy right now I know Uh, like are you okay we could take a we could um take a cut (laughs) we could do an ad break right now I will put an ad in right this instant all right and we're back um no but so before we took a break I wanted to shout out to Houston Texas I had no idea and this could be me just being so in my own zone but like when I did go out back out to social media I saw Houston Texas and it's one of the biggest floods that they've ever seen since Hurricane Harvey and I'm thinking like where was I at with all of this information like how did I not know there were like a flood and I have a girlfriend, shout out to my friend Danny, who lives in Houston and her beautiful baby girl and her husband. And I reached out to her like, hey girl, like everything good. And cause I remember when Hurricane Harvey happened and she was like, this is crazy. Like we're yeah. over here just cra- like crazy. And um, she just now moved, they bought a home. And I was like, you know, how, how is everything? Like works, kids. She was like, girl, everybody up. Cause she's a, she works in the school district mm-hmm. and she was like, all the kids are still stuck at the school. Um, she was like, her husband still hadn't got made it home yet. And at this point it was like seven o'clock PM. Um, you know, so it's just real life, you know, that you just, yeah. um, you know, so I just, am like, I want to, I wanted to shout out to, um, Houston, Texas and hope everybody is safe and, yeah. Um, you know, is getting the aid that they need because, you know, that flood insurance, baby, I heard that, that shit right there. They be trying to trick people. Mm-hmm. That flood insurance be one of the trickiest, smallest print items ever. Like, so messed you know, up. You think that people immediately get flood insurance in these type of places, but somehow it's like a, it's like a loophole or something that they try to like dupe people into. And mm-hmm. a lot of these people don't be having flood insurance. So, yeah I think the same thing out here with like the earthquake insurance and the fire insurance and girl all these damn insurance companies um Kinda Moore her husband totally Mm -hmm. unfortunate that they are um going through a divorce you know there are some reports saying that he's saying that they're just separating she has come out with an official statement on people um in people magazine or people.com, whatever the case is, but if she has put out an official statement saying that I can no longer continue, continue to do this, um, I am filing for divorce, 
and you know my main and only focus is my baby girl which is what they all say which is what it should be so yes but um they've been married what two years just two years and um I don't know what it could be I mean you know obviously huh but I'm kind of shocked they made it look this long really yeah girl I kind of thought it was a you know for the baby Oh, to like, they both, like, he wanted to give her a baby, she wanted a baby. Is that what you're saying? Or you're saying the reason why they lasted is because she got pregnant? No, I think it was like a set, like a baby situation, and I want to get, I don't know, it was just odd, the whole thing with her. She ran off, she eloped, she didn't tell nobody, she, nobody knew him, he wasn't living there, but she was trying to pretend he was living there, and it was just very weird and odd. She had a, she bought all these like clothes to put them in the closet to make it look like he was there. And it was like brand new clothes and he don't even live there. Girl, it was, the whole thing was fishy. Um, yeah, but their baby is beautiful. So thank God they got together. You know, that's a beautiful baby. I know how long she wanted a child. Precious soul ever. She's so gorgeous the most she's just super cute her mom is pretty too and her dad is handsome so yeah they look pretty awkward together you know together when they were together they didn't I didn't believe that they were together they did he's very like feminine to me yeah I don't know now I'm not gonna say that means anything but I'm not gonna say that doesn't mean anything I don't know I'm just throwing that out there and um speaking of Kind of that. <laughs> Sam Smith. I just had to throw it in there because we talked last time about Malik Yoba and how confusing, you know, um, LGBTQ, ABCDEFG, the whole community can be. I'm not saying everybody is. I think that there are certain categories that are pretty straight and narrow, but when it gets to other. No pun intended. <laughs> huh? I said no pun intended with that. No pun intended, but, um, you know, when it gets to other areas, there's so much gray and, you know, that type, that particular community, they feel entitled and they feel like, okay, you, you should be knowing this. Like, why don't you know this? I need you to know this. And now Sam Smith comes out and he's like, he wants to be known (laughs) as they or them, you know? And it's like, what and somebody was like well we are confused so (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know what the fuck you talking about but we over here we're confused so again where it just gets too much he doesn't want to be referred to as a him or uh you know he he wants to be known as they or them and it's like (laughs) we're just talking about this shit we were just talking about this shit and how complicated oh lord now, I feel like this Sam Smith thing, now this goes beyond gender. This it does. is completely it's different. It's totally different. If it was totally just about different. gender, he would just give himself a gender neutral name. You know what I'm saying? He could just be like, gender neutral name, call me by my name, don't call me by him or right. her, call me right. by my name. Right. But it goes beyond that because now he wants us to refer to him in plural form, like we got to fuck up our grammar now too, just to be respectful. Like that's not right. Much. You got to be, now you're multiple people is what you're saying. And yes. we're just all supposed to be like, Oh, that's not, that's not them. That's they. 
Well, and I mentioned this before, like in a year you can be like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I want you to refer to me as, uh, you know, she or, Girl. you know, or it's like you get, they just get to switch up. They just get to switch it up Girl. and pick and choose. I want to be a female today. I want to be a man next year. They is picking and choosing. Like you could be a mom today. You could be a daddy next year. You could be back to a mommy. You could be. <laughs> Girl, from here on out, I am Drake's wife. Like <laughs> Mrs. Aubrey Graham. Okay. And I live in Hidden Hill in California. And I just pretend to have a day job and live in a studio apartment. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but y'all bitches refer to me as Drake's wife. Okay. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't Period. mean to say that offensively. People took that personal when I posted it on BCC podcast. And it's like, look, I have proud gay friends who are confused as fuck. Right by sam smith this has nothing to do with the lgbt community we, we love we honestly we love the gays we love the gay community this we has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with the lbgt community this is about something completely different and now he's taking y'all community and turning it into something else i'm just saying i don't know or he's extending it out like they usually do ABC i'm just I, Sam ain't got to worry about it for me because I ain't referring to him for shit. Ain't nothing to refer to. <laughs> ain't nothing to but it's to. funny because when I listen to him in certain like interviews, I'm like, oh, we could be such good friends, you know? But, I have never seen a Sam Smith interview in my life. I have. I watched I um, one song and it's that wedding song. It's that wedding what? song, right? What? That one song that's like at everyone's wedding. I think it's a Sam Smith song. No, you're talking about probably Ed Sheeran, perfect. What, how's it go? Um, oh, it's like, I can love you for a million years or something. Well, perfect. Ed Sheeran, he's in a lot of weddings. He's in a ton of weddings. I make it. I think Sam Smith is too. I think Sam Smith is too. I just can't think of it right now. What is his song? I don't know. How are you watching the interviews and you don't know his songs? I'm confused. Well, girl, he ain't really had nothing in a while. This was on uh, Watch What Happens Live when he had like a new... What's he his had popular song though? Where do I know him from? I'm like, what is the wedding song? I need to ask my friend, my friend Nicole. Hey, she got me. married to a, one of those white people songs. I don't know which one. Does it stay with me? It's a beautiful song. Every time I hear it, I cry. It's like... I still have never downloaded it, but it's a beautiful song. <laughs> it's like, I can love you for a million years. We grow old together. Like, I think I know what you're talking it's about. Such a wedding song. It's really popular. I just, I'm not good with popular songs. No, that's not it. I think it's the Ed Sheeran song. Man. Whose song is this? Sam Smith? Yeah. Okay. This is the one song I do know from him. But see, this is Ed Sheeran's perfect that beat in everything. My son loves this song. I feel like this is the one. Hold on. This is perfect. I love Ed Sheeran. Let me fast forward. Beyonce was on. No, that's not it. Darling, just fly right in. 
No. I don't know this song. I found the girl. You don't know that song? That song is fucking beautiful. Oh, thinking out loud. It is. Oh, thinking out loud. That's the one that I. Yes, I was actually going to. This is a wedding song. I've been to at least three weddings in the last four years, and they played this damn song. But it's funny that you say that because that was going to be me and Carter's song that we danced to at my wedding. But it was going to be weird because of the lyrics. But me and him sure, love that song. So. I'm sure it was going to be at somebody's wedding. This is the wedding song. But that's not Ed, That's not Sam Smith. That's Ed Sheeran. Girl, I thought this was Sam Smith the whole time. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I'm loving that it's Ed Sheeran, though. Yes. Like they used to before. Yes, this is the song, y'all, that I was talking about. Oh, man. So, yes. Mm. Cheers to love. Cheers to organic relationships. Yeah, cheers to love. That just went left, but... Um, Did we have any black coffee? No sugar? No cream? Girl, this- yeah. I got one. I got okay. one. Oh, I got a good one, girl. Okay. In honor of the homecoming season coming up, all right? We went to HBCU, stand up, Tennessee State University, okay? And um, great news that the HBCU Morris Brown in Atlanta College, they received half a million dollars, um, a grant from National Park Service somewhere, I don't know, some service in Georgia, so that they could remain open because they were closing their doors. It was happening. And um, yeah, that was going to be that. But now they have enough money to sustain for a few more years. Hopefully they can get their... I don't know, marketing together. I don't know. What do they need? More students? More, what do they need? Better facilities? I don't know. Um, it's so hard to be an HBCU, y'all. We don't get a lot of funding. Those colleges don't get a lot of money. And damn sure not a lot of people donating back who have already graduated, like these upper, you know, white universities and prestigious schools where, you know, a lot of these people are now millionaires and they donate to their university to keep it going. Um, so yeah, this is great news that, you know, students who plan to go there or I don't know, people who have degrees from there, cause it's not a good look if you're have a degree from a college that's no longer in operation. So, um, yeah, I'm glad. Oh, let's go. I mean, I'm yeah. here. For, I actually have one too, that I just saw. Um, as most of you probably know, cause this was very, this is exciting. Cause I was trying to figure out a way that I graduated from Morehouse. Um, billionaire Robert Smith, uh, the billionaire that paid off all of the student loan debt for the class of 2019 has now come back and said he's going to now take care of all of the debt that the parents who had loans taken out on behalf of their kids, he's going to assume their debt. That's huge. When I tell you almost fell out over that, when you can praise somebody else's testimony, mm-hmm. you, know when you can look at somebody else's situation, you'd be like, you know what? That didn't happen for me, but I'm so, like, that's so fucking dope. Like, what can I do to, like, it's inspiring. I was like, girl, I even commented from our page. I was like, yeah. girl, let me get out here and pass out these $25 grocery cards to these people at Kroger. Because uh, it's something I can do on my level. Exactly, you know? whatever you can do. You know, yeah. too many times we're like, oh, when I get to be a millionaire, when I, I had a million dollars, or if it's like, you know what, you got to remove that mentality and be like, hey, 
meet people where they are. Shit, giving somebody a $10 gift card and putting it on top of their windshield when they come out from the grocery store, you don't know whose house that could touch. Somebody, no. nobody doesn't like free money mm-hmm. or no one doesn't like, you know, going to a fast food restaurant. This has happened to me more than one time. Uh, Chick-fil-A. They pay Chick-fil-A. for you. And they pay for me. Oh. And I was, I'll be, I'm going to be totally of transparent. Of course, Chick-fil-A. Girl, I'm going to be totally transparent. This was like seven years ago. It was a while ago, but it wasn't that long ago because I still remember it. Um, Chick-fil-A, the lady in front of me, she paid for my meal. And I was like, oh, she didn't have to do that. So I talked to the lady in the window. I was like, I was like, how much is their order behind me? I was like, I'm going to take care of it. $34.99. I said, oh, no. So I'm going to get I ain't got that. Girl, it was like $40 because it was a truck. And they had like multiple orders, oh, but no. my little eight seventy nine order, you know, thank you, no, thank you, that dude, you don't know that you came through with that. But I really was like, okay, I'll take care of the one behind me, girl. She hit me with that forty dollars. I was like, I was like, okay, next time I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. So you know, do what you should have tipped the the, the person the driver. I could have done hell. I. Starbucks, I like to tip the drive through people. Be so shocked. Yeah, it's just any you can do anything. You know, my son, he loves to give. Uh anytime we see a homeless man on the street, you know, he's not raised. I haven't raised him to be like, you know what? Um he's he's got a, a soda can in his in his uh hand. He don't need no money. Like I haven't raised him like that because sometimes I hear that being said like oh he got on a nice outfit he ain't you he just out here you know what if you got a good heart and you're giving what you know your heart is pure you can't control what other people are doing with the money you give it because you're in a giving spirit and that is what you are here to do is to give so my son he literally he'll give he's given a 20 before I'm like Carter that's your only 20 you're not gonna get another 20 for me oh yes Carter He's like, that's okay. You can have it. You know, and I'm thinking like, oh, you know, you make me want to give you yep. 40. So that's the abundance mindset. And you the abundance mindset. It that. all comes back to you anyway. Mindset. It, when you're just blowing money throws, like, you know, that's a whole nother topic. But, but I hate the homeless judgment. I hear so much shit talks about homeless people. And I'm just like, y'all don't know what a person has gone through in their life to be on these streets. I'm not never going to judge because I'm only a few fucking paychecks away. Shit. I don't know what could happen tomorrow. And who knows for those who have family who are blessed to have family. A lot of people don't have family. A lot of people don't have nobody who's going to let they lay their head on their couch. And a lot of people may have disabilities and they can't work felonies. Who knows mental issues like just the judgment I hear, especially in LA, because there's so many homeless people in LA. This is one of the worst communities I've ever seen. They have a whole homeless community called Skid Row out here, which is just horrendous where, you know, it's tents and tents and tents and tents for blocks of homeless people in LA because there's so many people here. It's so expensive. So I could never imagine trying to get on your feet from nothing in LA. This is the most, one of the most expensive cities in the country. So it's it's just bad and I just hear people like they they almost treat them like they're not human and like you said if you're not gonna give don't discourage nobody else to be don't discourage anybody else because I didn't hear people say shit to me or just to other people like oh my god they probably collected a hundred dollars right there doing nothing I'm just like even if 
so and what? Then, I'm just trying to help and do what I can while I'm passing through. Even if I have food, <laughs> even if I have food, it's like I give it to them now. If they look at it like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to eat leftovers. Yeah, I have had a homeless person look at me sideways like, bitch, I don't need food. Yeah, but I'm like, okay. I was like, you don't want to think about that. <laughs> you don't want to just hold on to this and then later on you get the munchies. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I so think we, it'd be nice if we could do something this year around Christmas time, like can, in the can, name of the podcast, maybe we can give uh, out care packages or care packages. Who knows? Yeah, we got, we have tons of stuff coming up. We, we really do. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, just in giving spirit, we've been in the giving spirit anyway, just because so much has been given to us. Um, if you've been a follower or subscriber of ours, you know that we've been in the process of, um, trying to put together some giveaways and um <laughs> y'all we just trying to get by day by day right now but <laughs> good things are coming good things are coming and they definitely come to those who wait so thanks for <laughs> rocking with us you Listen, know. Let me tell you your whole situation can turn around overnight overnight <laughs> i have been a witness to it yeah um, i have too i have too so before we get into the tea bag, do we want to read any stories that we have? Letters, fan mail. What you got? I mean, I got one. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Again, you guys have been so awesome. I have to say this every single time, just for the simple fact that we really do love that you guys write into the show. Um, so. I've fallen for my in-law and I don't know what to do. This topic is when I got this, I was like, oh shit, like what the fuck does she mean or he mean they fallen for an in-law? Like the morning, here's my situation. This comes from Tasha Smith. Oh, okay. I feel like I know a Tasha. I feel like I know somebody Tasha Smith. Um, she lives in Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, Tasha. Good morning. Here's my situation. My sister recently got married. There were only the husband's brother and me, the sister in her wedding. Her brother-in-law and myself, gosh, I can tell you right now that when I was going through the story, I hate one of my pet peeves is that someone's like, hey, girl, you know my auntie's cousin's brother-in-law's friends. No. Be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait. Break that shit down. Okay. <laughs> Yo, auntie. Yo, auntie's cousin's <laughs> friend. What in the entire fuck? Okay, let me continue. Her brother-in-law and myself quickly started liking each other. So her brother-in-law and myself started quickly liking each other. My family likes him and his mom likes me. Once the wedding weekend was over, we all went to our respective state. He and I talk on the phone every night, all night. He is the perfect guy and I have been praying for Finally, I do not have to settle for less. I know the feeling is mutual because we talk about it constantly. It's like infatuation at first sight. The problem is we are both smart enough to start. The problem is we are both smart enough to start anything like a relationship after just meeting. Plus, we are in different states. How can we find that balance between taking our time and getting to know each other when everything feels so right? We have so much in common and never run out of things to say. We agreed it's okay for us to date others. But I don't want him to, I don't want to see him with anyone. It's hard to, it's hard not to develop feelings when he is the only one I talk to on a daily basis. 
Woo! Okay. I don't, I mean, this is fairly a simple question. It was a lot of information, but essentially. I know, I was like, hold up. It's a lot of ramble. Essentially, you're just asking us how to balance you really liking this man, he really liking you in different states and how to make this shit work or what do y'all need to do? So. I'm a hot mess. Um, So yeah, so essentially you're just asking us, okay, my tip, I've never really, I've talked to people that lived in different states, sure. But have I had anything like serious with somebody that lived in another state? No, I haven't. And I have been very intentional about not doing that because for me, I feel like I am a person and I know myself, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. I'm a person that is so, like, if I like you, I want to be around you. I want to date you. I want to be courted. I want to cuddle. I want to hold hands. And even though all of that stuff might not happen, like, within the first week, I still know that, like, I have access to you and you have, you know what I mean? It's not right. like, oh, I've got to wait a month. I can't wait to see you in two months mm-hmm. um, type of thing. And then also by me really getting to the point where I really like you, it's kind of like now I'm really going to be going crazy because I'm like, well, shit, is he you know, he's a guy and, you know, there are immediate needs that need to be met with some men. Some men, it works well to have a, a, a relationship out of state. Um, I guess my advice to you is to just communicate. Um, I feel like balance is an ever going, uh, it's like an ongoing search. Um, I'm still looking for balance and my husband lives here. Um, my child lives with me. Uh, I work, (laughs) you know, I balance, where are you? So I have a lot of shit that balance is, I don't necessarily know if that's really the right word, but I do think that communication is really key. I feel like communication is specifically even more important because you guys don't have as much time to spend with one, uh, one one-on-one with each other face-to-face, um, which I feel like is also important. Um, but I think as long as you're communicating in both of you guys are making efforts to see each other and to somehow create time together to become like to develop and continue that connection. I feel like it could work. Um, but for me, my biggest advice to you is communication um, and establishing what that looks like for both ends, because the way that I communicate and the way this person communicates may be two different ways. And that also can be a conflict. So getting on that, page where it's working essentially for both of you guys could really be beneficial that's my two cents really unless you have something you'd like to share have you ever dated someone out of state like truly okay yes i've been in a a long distance relationship and i personally wouldn't recommend it um it's just a lot of being like chained to your phone and like a lot of like FaceTime. And I mean, if you're like a really phone person then yeah, that works for you. But to me, it's just like, uh, it's too much. Like gotta be by my phone and you got to take advantage of every single time you can talk. And I don't like to be on the phone all that much. Like sometimes you just like to be around with someone and don't say nothing. Like just don't like, say shit. I laying get it. down, watch TV, resting, whatever. And, like, we would literally, like, fall asleep on Skype together. The, the old Skype. Yeah, like, fall asleep 
on Skype together, but um, do I know this person? It was a temporary situation. Not, not really. Oh, okay. but, um, it was a temporary situation. He was in school, so when he was grad, I knew that it had an end date, like when he graduated. Is this so, is this work? Huh? Is this the dude you brought to New York? Yeah. Okay. No, I was asking. That's what I'm saying. I was like, do I know? Not no, know, know him, but I'm like, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I only have one real ex-boyfriend. That's serious. Like, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. But hey, everything is not for you know me to tell you. I can't tell you how to live your life. So if it works for you, it works for you. There's right. people who go long distance for years and been married for 15 years because they man in the military or whatever. So hey. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> hey man, shout out Tasha. Thank you for your letter. Uh, Whitney, do you have anything or anyone? I know we had a few letters. I wasn't sure if you picked one, but. Yeah, I got one. So, yeah. oh wow. This person says, I just joined a great company, but I have found out one flaw. A coworker of mine who works no more than three hours in an eight hour workday. She spends time at lunch, shopping, personal phone calls, chatting with other workers. Her behavior makes me think that she has no respect for her fellow coworkers. I have to take up the slack. She has been here for two years and I just don't see how she keeps her job. Should I make waves and complain about her performance or should I just go with the flow? <laughs> I'll let you tackle that one first. Okay, workplace William. Um <laughs> what you need to do is mind your business. Okay. That's it and that's all. Unless you are her superior and you are her boss, that's yeah. not your business. Don't be going to the boss trying to say this that and there. What you can say is look, I feel overwhelmed by my workload. That's what I, I don't mean. know if there's anything else we can allocate some of these projects off of my desk and maybe, you know, shuffle them to other team members. That's the way I would approach it. I wouldn't approach it trying to point fingers and saying this person ain't doing that, this person, because that may bite you in the ass, for real, for real. Your boss may be having Sunday brunch with this girl. You don't know. So <laughs> you just need to tread lightly and mind your business. I mean, I'm honestly good in what you just said. That's exactly what I was going to say. As long as it's not, I would mind my business. I'd mind the business that pays me. She does not pay me. Um, Girl, I hope it ain't nobody at my job talking about me. (laughs) My old days, girl, my breaks, my lunch breaks, they'd be like, y'all see me? Because, you know, shit, girl, I got hair appointments. My sister was like, you the only person that will come in, look at a hot ass for lunch. Look, come back looking whip, but you took a three hour break, like it won't ha- be fucked up with it. Like, I'm like, I know I am that important. Like, Girl, I would, you gotta so, make this job thing work for your life, okay? Like, I know I gotta do something different because I know me, so <laughs> don't nobody know me like I know me, and I know me, Girl, me my heart too. ain't in it, my mind ain't in it, and look, my ass ain't gonna be in it too much longer. So that's just 100% fact. That would be my, be my advice is as long as it's not impeding <laughs> my workload, as long as your performance and your efforts aren't down to me, it's like, okay, right. yeah, stay in my lane, 
And even if it did come down to I'm having to pick up slack, I'm going, I'm going to talk to the manager about my workload. Like I wouldn't be like exactly. throwing bus. It would be just how it's affecting me. So girl, I could just see this person look at every time her ass get up to come back, go to lunch, clocking yeah. her, looking yeah. at the clock. Like, oh my God, this bitch going to lunch already. She just got here an hour ago. <laughs> mind your business, okay? Just just mind your business. Your business. And people are like, how do you get away with so you know, my friends, everybody like, yeah, you're the only motherfucker I know. You would be girl, when I was a receptionist, all that stuff, I would be literally on the phone, like, yeah, girl, then I get a customer that walked up. I'm like, hold on, yes. Like, as if they're oh my god, you're such a stereotype. Such a bitch. Girl, such a bitch. So, then I had to get back on the phone like, yeah, so, they're like, Mia, call me back. Who was that in Girlfriends? Maya. Who was Maya, the- totally <laughs> Maya in that regard. Leaving, coming back. Girl. Hiding Jabari under the desk. Following my bliss. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, he was like, Maya, what are you doing? She was like, talking to Joan. He was like, what should you be doing? She was like, following my bliss. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to do what's best for you, okay? You do. You do. And no one played that character. Couldn't play the right. So. So that's that. Thanks All for right. writing in, you guys. If you want to write in and possibly get your re- letter read next week, you can go ahead and leave us an email at blackcoffeeandt312 at gmail.com or DM us at BCT Podcast. Or what else can you guys do? Oh, you guys can go to whatever you listen to right now, click the link, hit the Anchor app, and leave us a voice message, and we will play your voice message live on the next taping. <laughs> we are moving up in the world. All right, we're moving up. So, our fan favorite final segment Tea Bag. <laughs> Y'all love Tea Bag, man. Bag. I feel like I just want to Tea Bag the whole world. Basically. Um, but specifically, I want to Tea Bag the devil. Oh my God. Satan himself. Uh, so, but in human form, because <laughs> these spirits, child, they be trying, girl. Um, who this week do I want a tea bag, really? I mean, oh, I thought that was your real tea bag. It is. It is. Oh. But I mean, I'm also going to do a celebrity. I mean, I'm just trying to keep up. I got a tea bag. Huh? You want me to get my tea bag? I sure do. Yes. Okay. Well, my tea bag, y'all, is the uh, music industry known Damon Dash. All right. So, Damon Dash, you guys know he's from the early 2000s, 90s. He was what? A rapper with Jay Z, Rock Nation, all of that, dated Aaliyah, whatever. So, he was on Nick Cannon's new show this week. I guess Nick Cannon has like a podcast, Facebook show, Red Table Talk. I don't know. He was on his show and he decided to bring up some old uh dirt about r kelly and Aaliyah. so you know all everything r kelly's going through with the court cases the rapes whatever so he brought up that he had an issue with jay-z because jay-z knew about Aaliyah being raped now this is his words he used the word raped and everything he said jay-z knew about Aaliyah being raped 
and he still did multiple projects with R. Kelly. That's what he said. And he said, how would you feel if your man still made all this music with this nigga who raped your girl? That was out. That was out. He had chosen. He had, he had picked sides, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, I know I was in the Fiesta video. I know I was in the R. Kelly Fiesta video, but I had to do that. That was a contractual thing. I had to do it. And once I did that, I was done. I was done with all of that. So he just tried to come like he was some like savior to Aaliyah and he made some dance or protest against uh, nigga you was in the fiesta video popping bottles with r kelly and doing everything else you did not oh you got banished from rock nation jay-z kicked you out don't try to act like you left because of his association with r kelly stop the bullshit and stop using Aaliyah's name for views all right like i'm over the, the bullshit everybody wants to drag all of these people that have passed away into 2019's bullshit and i'm not understanding why they doing that shit it's old news okay at the end of the day the whole damn industry knew about Aaliyah, and none of y'all gave a fuck or did anything y'all let our kelly have his damn career for 25 years plus and nick cannon you had a damn music video with r kelly too so everybody had a video with r kelly everybody thank you like we have said on our show is the king of r&b he right. is. Music. But Nick Cannon's all like, oh, Damon Dash, oh, yes, yes, you raped your girl. I feel you. That's what I would do if you raped my girl. Just less is more, y'all. Just stop talking about this shit for views. Especially you, Damon Dash, because you're full of shit. You knew, you knew Aaliyah fucking fucked R. Kelly and you didn't give a damn. And honestly, you was too damn old to be with Aaliyah. Anyway, she was like 21 and he was like 48. So it's like, don't even fucking go pointing fingers. Yeah. So tea bagged. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> girl, you between Satan and yours, girl. This is this is the good damn tea bag session right here, right now. Yeah, Lord. that's all we need, girl. Yeah. Gosh, you kid, you came in with the swoop. The <laughs> my my streets be cool. My ear be cool. The street <laughs> in the news, and I don't forget. Oh okay. shit. If y'all want to update on all these stories I have spoken about, head on over to our YouTube, Black Coffee and Tea Podcast. There's a bunch of videos on there that go in depth on a lot of the things we talked about today. You can also see the visuals to this podcast on YouTube. So go over there. Please like, share, subscribe. Yes. Can we just toast on our way out that we have made it another week recording? That is good. Another week recording. Alive and healthy, consistent. Yes, we got content. haters out there. Y'all never haters. know when the haters is around looking. Y'all just don't know. Everywhere, haters be underneath the sheets, underneath oh. the damn covers, and in the closet. Child, they just be everywhere. Maybe in your comments on a fake damn uh, profile. That's what they be. They be everywhere. I'm not the one, haters. I'm not the one. Just letting y'all know. <laughs> All right. All right. We love y'all. Done here tonight. (laughs) We'll see y'all next week. Thank y'all for giving me grace. I'm sorry I sound like a little Daryl from Martin, uh, but with snotty nose. But I got through it. I think his name was Roscoe. Girl, wasn't it Roscoe? No, it was little Daryl. Oh, I think you're right. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all. Y'all have a blessed, a blessed one.
Talk to you later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's on me, huh? Yes. <laughs>